You're tuned into the Porky Cast, the weekly Harry Potter podcast, where we follow these books chapter by chapter. You may have got me in the very beginning saying yes, I mean, maybe, because I was dropping something. <laughs> <laughs> Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Jonathan. I'm Alicia. <laughs> oh my god, and you're tuning to the Port Key cast. Um, I hope that we have not lost listeners because of my um, revenge on Alicia that I take for talking shit about my announcing skills. You know, I went all the way back through all of our episodes the other day just to find the one where you were singing in the beginning. <laughs> that was like the fourth one. I couldn't remember, so I just literally like played through the intro of every single one. Yeah. Um, first of all, let me apologize for uh, really the late, the late, um, the late posts. Yeah, because well, I was sick last week, so we couldn't record. But I was, ex- I was like, it's okay because I, I, we still have the one week to to post because I had, I literally forgot to post it. But here we are. We apologize. Uh, we do make every single effort we can to record on a weekly basis and get these out weekly. Um, but I was sick last week. I, I did not get out of bed at all. Um, I really didn't feel that great this week either, but you know, it's okay. Life is life. It's a surprise that either one of us made it here, even though it's in Jonathan's basement. Uh, it's like six degrees outside. Yeah, it's terrible. And we have that that polar vortex. It feels like negative 55 million. Like, that's just, that's just that cool. So, here we are, chapter six of book two. I'm excited because the next chapter is going to start getting real good. So, we only have one more chapter where we're building. Well, you know, this is a, this is a pretty good chapter. <sighs> so... This is this chapter is titled Gilderoy Lockhart. That's the only reason you think this is a good chapter. No, we get some, we get some <laughs> some good moments in this chapter. Um, we do get some good moments. One of the but things, I mean, as far as like where it starts getting like the nitty gritty yes, of Harry Potter, it starts getting things. juicy and, uh-huh. and yes. Um, so the the chapter starts off with Harry and Ron are kind of like somber because they just got in trouble. But they, if I was them, I'd be happy. Like let's be honest here. I understand they just got yelled at and but they didn't get expelled. So yeah. if I was them, I'd be like, whew, whew. well, I feel like that was what was on their minds to begin with. They were like, you know, trying to keep their heads down, but at the same time they're like, oh, relief. Yeah, right. They should be, but they were kind of like somber about it all. But um. So yeah, so they go they go down to breakfast and they were talking about how there's porridge on the tables and stuff like that. Uh, I never what knew is what porridge. See, I never knew what porridge was, so I had to look it up. A dish consisting of oatmeal or other meal or cereal bo- boiled in water or milk. It's oatmeal. Oh, it, why did they call it porridge then? Like you know when you're the Goldilocks and the Three Bears and they're talking about porridge. Yep. I had no idea what that ever was. No, it's basically oatmeal. Um, yeah, I mean, it looks, it, there's some differences, it looks like, um, it's, it looks, I've always thought it was, like, soupy. Yeah, it's, from looking at it, it looks like it's not a thick oatmeal, like, I like a, I like I a like thick, oatmeal. thick oatmeal. I like real thick oatmeal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it looks like they always, there's, there seems to be fruit in it consistently, which is fine, because I like fruit in my oatmeal. I could do, it looks like I could do oatmeal. I mean, it looks like I can do porridge. 
But yeah, so that's I had to look it up because I didn't know what porridge was either. So I was like, what the we hell? We need to start porridge? making a list of these foods. These that we foods don't know. that we don't know. Yes, we're gonna need uh, to make Knickerbocker some Knickerbocker glories. glories. <laughs> <laughs> what was the other one? I don't remember. Porridge and there was one I thought it was like last week that it was. It was the last. It was the last episode we talked about it, but I can't remember what it was. Because they're eating it uh, at the table before they left. Yeah. I um, what's his name? Was eating it. Arthur it was, was eating it. Something. It was something with a sponge cake. What was it called? We're gonna have to go back and look at it. Now. Oh, it has caramel on it. Yeah. But it wasn't called caramel. It's called something else. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, anyway. Um, two weeks ago, it was a whole life away. Her- Hermione's not very happy with them, right? She's she's not not happy. She's talking to him, but she gives him that like, "Good morning," type of you know. I see you there. I don't want to yeah. talk to you right now. It's more of like a. You eh. know, eh. Le- I have no feelings about yeah. you today. Give me give me some time. I'll be okay. And we if you've ever been uh, in a relationship or a friendship with a a um. Like someone who wears their emotions on their sleeves, mm-hmm. right? You don't get that, right? They're gonna tell you, "I am mad at you. You are stupid for what you did. You shouldn't have brought. You should have brought that car." Blah blah blah. Now, now, then you have the opposite of that: the people that they don't wear their emotion on their sleeves, but they want you to know that they're upset at you. This is what Hermione gives them in this passive moment. aggressive. That's me. Sure, <laughs> passive aggressive. It's just like a. I remember one day I was mad morning. at you, and you called me like six times, and I literally just like. Yep. And I'm like, like hello, I'm Alicia. <laughs> hello. I'm not. I don't even remember what you did. And then, you finally, like, then you finally picked up. I was like, hey, what are you doing? You're like, I, I'm ignoring your call. Oh, I see that. But what are you doing right now? That's me, passive aggressive. Because I'm not passive aggressive. I'm very aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they're sitting at the table and they get their outposts. And, um, and well, we'll just cut to it. And Ron gets a howler. So a howler is essentially just a normal letter, except it's vocal and very loud and very upset. If you ignore a howler, it explodes into that. It's better to, if you get a howler, it's better to just open it up right away and read and just deal with it because um, it just gets louder and it almost, it looks like it all, like from the, from the looks. It, from the sounds of the description, it seems like it might even um, explode if you don't if you don't open it because it starts steaming out the ends. Yeah. Um, everyone, you know, the, Ron gets embarrassed, whatever. But still, to me, in this situation, I would be like, whatever, you know, like I I'm not expelled, I'm not in jail for for taking the car. I feel that like Harry feels guilty about the about Arthur Weasley having to face an yes. inquiry at work. That's something that I get like super stressed about. Like, oh man, like I my caused, actions caused yeah. issues for other people. My actions caused issues for other people. I feel bad about that. Yeah. Whereas, like, if it's going to affect me, I kind of deserved it. I just think that Ron needs to realize because Ron's embarrassed of the situation. Yeah, Ron's embarrassed. Harry genuinely feels bad. They yeah. So if you feel bad you about like in this situation, if you feel bad about Arthur and his job, that's a one hundred percent reasonable thing to feel bad about. To be embarrassed. Because you got a howler, you shouldn't be embarrassed. You should be like, well, if this is the worst that's happening to me, I'm good to go. You know what you don't see a lot of? This is something I just thought of. You know, they make like Harry Potter merchandise for everything. I don't think I've ever seen a like merchandise kind of thing that like of the howler. I've seen a red envelope 
you know, with but like you know, the, in the movie how they have like the it's like the mouth and yeah. stuff. Yeah, you definitely could have made it like a puppet, or you could have just made it just like something that looks like that. That's true. I've seen just a like, red, you know um, something. I've seen a red envelope. Cause I've seen like uh, a writing kit, mm-hmm. right? And out of the envelopes, it was like one of them was red. So I'm guessing that's the howler. Oh, but yeah. I just it. think it would be interesting just to have it like even if it was just like a like a statue-ish kind yeah. of thing of it. It's just. Something so I just there's a knickknack to put on your desk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like to have desk knickknacks as my snitch. got all my my Lego guys over here. And your snitch. My stitch right there. Snitch. Snitch. <laughs> my phone just went off. Whatever. I don't care. Um. So they find. So uh, McGonagall goes walking around, giving them their 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 lessons or their their schedule, and they have double herbology. So I every now and then you hear them say about double, right? So I don't know. You don't know what that means? Well, okay. When I went to high school, middle school, mm-hmm. um, our classes were two hours long, right? We had three classes a day. Each class was two hours. Mm-hmm. Okay? And, um, and we had lunch in the middle. So we're in school for seven hours total. And, but I hear all these people that have like 45-minute classes, right? And they have multiple, more than more than three classes a day. Like, especially nowadays when I talk to the kids I coach and stuff, you know, they're like, oh, I have six classes t- this day. I had, uh, I mean, mine was, so what you had was block scheduling. Yes, yeah, so we have block scheduling. Okay, so my first high school had block scheduling. Um, I transferred to public school for 11th and 12th grade for the first time. And they had regular scheduling. And we did have double period things. Um, like I did a lot of art classes, so I would do one day a week. I'd have double period photography, and then one day a week I would have double uh, period. So, what, so design. instead of being like an hour, it was like two hours. Like yeah. how did it work? So basically, okay. I don't really remember how it like worked out on your schedule, but it worked out that you had that class twice that day, so that you could do a lab, like you know, go into the photography lab or uh, spend extra time on the computer for graphics, or you know, it had to be one of those classes that like some days you need extra time. It wasn't okay. like you had double period math. Oh, that would suck. Yeah, that would suck. But like photography, that was the day that we went in the dark room. Yeah, because we were always we either had odd, even days or odd days, you know. And it was mm-hmm. one three five or two four six. Yep. Is how I don't it was. Know, uh, since I didn't stay in a block scheduling system long enough, I don't know that they really did that. But I know what you're talking about. Well, like, and then Friday we had an hour for each class, mm-hmm. right? So it was it was you went to your homeroom every. I guess it we were in school longer than seven hours because we're in homeroom for thirty minutes. And then we went to our first class, right? Mm-hmm. And then we had an hour for lunch. So it's an hour and a half. So seven and a half hours we're in school. So, but on, and then on, on Friday, so it was like Monday, Wednesday was, was even days. Tuesday, Thursday was odd days. You think it'd be the other way around, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Don't get it, don't get it twisted. And then on Friday, it was go to homeroom in the morning. And then you had one hour in each class. Which was stupid because you never got anything done in that hour. I don't understand that one. Yeah. Um, like we did presentations or something, you know, like on Fridays typically. Or it was like a catch up. Yeah. Or it was like, it was like uh, you're about, like you have your homework for the weekend. You got it on Wednesday or Thursday. And it's kind of like, here's, um, you know, here's where you can ask your questions. Yeah. A lot of teachers put tests on Fridays, which sucked. But I just wouldn't want double herbology. Um, I don't know. I feel like that's one of those things that you probably need extra time for. So I feel I don't want to take that class at all. Well, you don't want to take that class at all, but uh, I mean, 
I understand where they would need the extra time from. Just like, I mean, I get a lot of potions. You need to know your, you need to know this stuff, and a lot of this stuff can help you out later in life. And this and that, I get it. Well, herbology is one of those things where, like, you know, you're planning. Was it was it herbology? They had double, yeah. Yeah, double herbology. Yeah, so they need extra time to, like, you know, to be able to actually like plant the plants, like that. What they were doing for this lesson specifically sounded like it would have taken a long time. But like, for example, so kids today always talking about, I mean kids, the other people I talk to always talk about how they didn't learn um, basic adult things in high school. Like, yeah, I learned trigonometry and all this bullshit, but I don't know how to balance a checkbook, open a bank account, do my taxes, all this kind of stuff. I'm like, didn't you take economics? And people no. are like... My, I don't think, I don't know that my school didn't have that or what it did, but we did have a... I forget what the class was actually called, but we did have a, an elective that you could take to learn how to do stuff like, like that. Like personal finance or something? Um, it was, I don't remember what it was called, but I remember that we went to this computer lab and they taught us uh, how to write checks, how to balance checks, how to do taxes, how See, to- See, we learned all that in economics. We had we had a class that you had to take your senior year. I don't know if it was just my school. I don't know if it was just my county, my school district. I don't know, but it was called government economics. So the first half of the year you did government where you learned how our government worked. Mm-hmm. And then, which you've learned throughout like your, your life, but, it's, but it made more sense because- what in the world? Your speaker just turned off? Uh, yeah, speaker just turned off. <laughs> but it made more sense because, you know, it was like we're about to be able to, like that year especially because that year, listen to what happened that year of my life, 9-11, and we're voting for a new president, or not a new president. Bush had already been in office, but it was it was an election year. Mm-hmm. So it made, that year, government made a hell of a lot of sense for us to learn it. Typically, I can understand if it's an off year or something like something major big like doesn't happen. You're just kind of like, okay, I understand that's the legislative, the executive, the judicial branch. I got it. The president's here. Congress does that. But there's a lot more to it than that, especially in an election year, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the second half of the year was economics. And in that time, we learned about, you know, balancing checkbooks, stock market, taxes how how the gdp works all that kind of stuff and i didn't have that class until i was in public school and it was an elective but i'm not sure the first school that i went to was a you know college prep school is what they call private schools that you had to like apply to yeah um i don't know if they did that they were the ones that were on the block schedule I think that they did fit in. That's weird that your private school had block scheduling and your public school didn't. There's so many the other way around. No, our private school had block scheduling. Public school was normal scheduling. Um, Private school, the only thing that I specifically remember that was different was that you only had to take one semester of gym one year. That's it. Yeah, I do that that in public school, yeah. Well, when I transferred to public school, I was three years behind, or I was was a year and a half, or no, over a year and a half behind on gym because I took religion instead. So they had to take my religion uh, credits, credits and make them transfer as phys ed credits, and they made it work for me. But I don't think that we had anything. I took a AP World Governments, which was the most boring class in the entire Sounds world. Terrible. And I was like, I was a freshman, and everyone else was junior and seniors, and I was just, I well, was lost. The point I was making on this is that like 
there's two hours. You have two hours of, of economics, right? Mm-hmm. In those two hours, how how often are you really paying attention to what they're saying? So maybe you did. Maybe if you went to a school that had block scheduling, maybe they did teach you about this stuff, but you were so because you had double well, economics. Yeah, the maybe double, you, maybe because you're not interested in, it, maybe you kind of you know blocked out. Well, of the it. double thing was always things that were like labs, like you th- needed to do hand, thing hands on, so you didn't have time to like sit there and zone out. Um, I also went to college that had. Uh, I went to Art Institute my first year of college and their classes are four hours long every class. No. Oh yeah. So you had two classes a day. Um, some of them obviously were worth it because I uh, took graphic design. I took a Photoshop class. I took uh, drawing. Sometimes we literally would go to parks for our drawing class and sit there and draw stuff at the park. Um, but then there were other classes like art history Oh my God! Four-hour art history. <sighs> yeah, I had a. There's literally. I had a 45-minute minute music theory class that literally every minute felt like an hour. Yeah, four hours of art history is rough, but I do understand like the double period as far as like labs, like herbology is something you need to do hands-on, and most things with magic would make sense for that. Well, the purpose of, I feel like, of that of them even talking about. Um, the um okay i'm gonna really really quick because there's something else i want to talk about but so basically the herbology thing i feel like was just to foreshadow mm-hmm. what's coming you know they probably could have left a lot of that out but it was a big foreshadow not just of what's coming later in this book but in the future too i This is one of those things that I'm kind of like iffy about this whole chapter with the herbology thing because it was just, it's almost too obvious that they're going to use that for later in the book. Like it's like a foreshadowing that wasn't if done. They w- if they wouldn't have explained it like they did, yes, if Hermione wouldn't have explained it like she did, like exactly, like if she would just said what a mandrake is, now what it's for. Yeah. And they would have brought it back later in the book and been like, oh, this plant that you've been growing also does this. Then it would have like, been. Oh. Yeah, then it would have been, but like, this was a bad thing. Yeah, it wasn't subtle. Most of her foreshadowing is very subtle. Or it's longevity foreshadowing for like yeah. six books later. Yeah, this was very like, I, I mean, it's foreshadowing for a kid, so I guess it was the easiest way to explain it to like make it make sense. Oh, so later in the book they knew, but like, this is the one, one of the few times that I was like, man, that's like real cheesy foreshadowing. Like, you know, something's going to happen with that. Yeah, but the best part of that whole, of, the, of this whole chapter is when Gilderoy is talking to Harry. And he says his name like ten times. Harry, Harry, Harry. I'm gonna say this: a lot of the a lot of the the voices that we get from Jim Daly, um, Jim Dale, whatever his name is, are terrible. Jim Dale, yeah, are terrible. But the Gilderoy Lockhart voice is perfect. He's just like Harry, 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 and then Harry looks at him like. Yeah, <laughs> Harry, Harry, my boy, Harry. <laughs> it just, and then he starts laughing for like no reason. It's just so funny, like the, like the 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 character of Gilderoy Lockhart. I think is just is just so funny. Jonathan laughed a lot during this chapter, and I'm like rolling my eyes and shaking my head because I think all of it's idiotic. <laughs> it's just it's just so funny when it comes to like the way like like 
is being portrayed, right? Mm-hmm. He's being portrayed the way he should be being portrayed. Uh-oh, I turned on The Office. <laughs> I'd like a magazine. <laughs> well, now we're, now we're watching The Office. Pause it. I'm trying. I'm, I'm, using, I'm like backwards handing it. <laughs> oh my goodness. And at least she doesn't like The Office. So she doesn't. So she definitely doesn't want to watch it. I don't not like The Office. I just can't get through a whole episode. Okay. But anyway, back, so, to, back to Harry Potter things. So then, then this is the best part. He blames himself for Harry taking the car. Harry tries to tell him, and he's like, nope, 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 nope. I get it. No need for explanation. You want to be famous like me. I understand. But don't start with that. Start smaller. <laughs> Chillax, dude. I I actually... <laughs> he says that a lot of times in this chapter where he's like, you got to start smaller. You got you can't start with like flying a car and like, that's a big deal. Don't jump to, you, to, to the next incidents because I want to get to yeah, that too. Yeah, but like everything that happens in this chapter... Where does he think that Harry should start? <laughs> because he says it so many times, like, "Oh, don't don't start there. You you need to start smaller. Start smaller." And then the next incident happens, and it's something like real dumb and little, and you know something a and twelve year old would do to try to get famous. Yeah. And he's like, "No, you can't start there. You no, can no. start smaller." So let's jump to that. Let's jump to that. So. Um, well, after after um, herbology, they had uh, transfigurations where they have to turn a beetle into a button, and while of course Hermione um, excels, uh, the boys do not. And I, I'm gonna give Ron a pass here because his wand's broken and held together by tape. So maybe he might have done a little better if he would have had had a working wand. I don't have much to say because. I'm going to agree with what his mother would say is that it's his own damn fault. Yeah, that you you are correct. It is it is his own damn fault for breaking his his wand that wasn't even his to begin with. He, it was a hand-me-down wand. Yeah. Um so then we go into uh Oh, so then we we look and see that Hermione uh has her notes taken for defense against the dark arts and everything is, is circled with hearts and stuff. And, and Hermione had a crush on Gilderoy Lockhart. And That's Hermione's first crush that we know of. Yeah. It's so, and I wish that she had a, a better first crush. Because, <laughs> <sighs> well, like, the f- she should be smarter than that. I guess in her mind, she sees this guy who's accomplished all this stuff in the wizarding world. And like, she reads it, she's reading his book and she's like, wow, he must be so smart and so great. Man, what an idiot. Well, okay, okay. So here's my question on that: is is it legitimately? I, I can I can speak from from at least from my perspective. I'd love to hear from your perspective. Is it legitimately common for girls to have crushes on their teachers? God, you're asking the wrong person. You know me. I'm. I know you. You didn't. Like me, I'm. I don't have crushes on anyone i'm gonna say like did any of your friends ever say anything 16 years to notice and then all of a sudden i'm like oh yeah you're right i do i'm Um, saying like did any of your friends ever say anything like when you're in school like oh my god bishop blah 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 it's so cute i don't hear it now bishop oh god i'm gonna say like that's what you had in catholic Catholic school right yeah your bishops Um, and stuff honestly we didn't have a lot of male teachers what about when you went to public school hold on i'm trying to think up to i think the only male teacher that i really had in grade school was in seventh grade okay um 
I didn't really know enough people going into high school that I w- they would have told me that. And like, I think the only male teacher that I really had then was our religion teacher. And he literally let us watch Veggie Tales all day because he was like our sub that just happened to end up being there all year. So we watched Veggie Tales in the entire year. Um, he had no plans at all. It was supposed to be like a one week thing. And then the teacher just never came back. Nice. Um, I don't think so. I hear about it now a lot more where a girl's like, oh yeah, I had crush on my, all my teachers and I had, you know, but maybe people just try to keep it to themselves when they're younger because they're embarrassed about it. Maybe. I mean, I, there was one teacher I can tell you that I had in high school that I was like, damn. And she wasn't my teacher, right? She was just a teacher at the school, but I grew up in my high school, so I knew all the teachers, right? Mm -hmm. And she was like 24. You know, so she was young. She was just out of mm-hmm. college. And I was like, you know, 16. I was like, what's up? What's up, Miss Garcia? Miss <laughs> Garcia, if you're listening, you missed your chance. Oh Married now. Sorry. She was, uh, she was, you know, very attractive. I would say that. But that was it. Other than that, there weren't any teachers that I had, um, that I had a crush on. I didn't really know of any. I knew girls like Mr. Garcia and this other teacher, um there was a sub that he was like 20 because he was like in school like he had just got his mm-hmm. aa he was still in school but he had if you had like enough credits you could do it you could be a sub in mm-hmm. our county and so he did and he was young and all the girls liked him i remember when he would walk on school everyone was like oh my god it's mr rodriguez and i'm like he's not that good looking I mean, maybe he, I can't really picture him nowadays but maybe he was but girls were all over all about him Mr. Rodriguez. No, I feel like I I do that more now. With your teachers? Not with my teachers, but just with like random people that come into work and stuff. I'm always like, oh, that customer. (laughs) 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 Uh, I think I have at least one person at every work that I like jokingly tell everyone that it's my husband. I'm always like, that's my customer husband. Well, I was was at a competition a couple weeks ago and... um, a friend of mine's team walks by. I say hi to my friend. Like she's the coach, and then one of the girls go, "That's my boyfriend." And I was like, "What?" Oh yeah, see, Ever- I like I jokingly do that too. I'm always like, "Well, that's my blah blah, blah husband." But she's and like, like fourteen, what? and and then um, everyone's always like, "What?" And I'm like, "He just doesn't know." <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, okay, so so in between transfigurations. And Defense Against the Dark Arts, D-A-D, Dad, Dada. Dada, D-A-D-A. Dada. Okay. Ron uh, uh, Ron and Harry run into Malfoy, Crabbe, and Goyle. So this is the first conflict of the school year. Because they had some of issues. Of it could only wait until day two. Right? Day two. <laughs> first conflict of the school year. There's a talking. Uh, what it all came from was that Colin Creevy, this this uh, this kid who was born to to a Muggle family, is taking a bunch of pictures because he wants his his dad to. This kid to is see so it. innocently naive, and you feel bad for him because he came like he's like I'm taking these pictures for my dad, so my dad can see what it's like. Yeah, cause his dad is. He said the the, the milkman. milkman. The milkman. His dad is the milkman, and like they didn't think there was anything special. They thought pretty much that this kid was just weird, which, you know, 
whatever and then like he's trying to show his dad the like he's just so innocently naive and he's harry i I heard all these good things about you i just want to take a picture to show my dad like you'd be a great person because i heard you did this this and this and this and this and then malfoy comes around just to be a little starts talking shit starts being a little dickhead fucking a malfoy but um you know ron's getting mad says he's clenching his fist and he tells malfoy to eat slugs and uh, I just want to point out that then what he happened, says that in the movie at a different time. Yes, that this is not. This doesn't happen in the movie. This doesn't happen in the movie like this. And then Lockhart comes and he start stops stops the fight. So he's done something good. Ish. <laughs> That's good. And then he's like Harry, Harry, oh Harry, Harry, Harry. If you, you're too, it's too young, you're too young in your career to be giving out signed photographs because Colin was taking pictures. He's like, there will come a time in your life where you need to keep a stack of them like I do to hand out. (laughs) Again, where does he want him to start? Because this is something that a 12-year-old would do. Like, you know, a 12-year-old would be like, oh, I'm going to be famous. I'm going to hand out signed pictures of myself so that, you know, like the cheer liberties do that crap. But here's, here's the best part. He starts talking about how like um uh was this this was before I guess but yeah so back back in the back when he's talking about her herbology before herbology he's telling him how um that beating Voldemort it's, he, he says it's, it's, it's not kind, as, of, it's kind, kind of, of a big deal but not like winning best smile five times in a row big yeah like like, <laughs> like where does he get off like i love this guy he's so he's, full of himself i love it that's what i love about him is that he's just so full of himself all right so they, they go to defense against the dark arts okay they go to dada um and he talks it up like well first of all he gives a quiz to see, because to, he's a first time teacher, he's got to know where everyone's at, right? He's got to know if you did your summer reading. Yeah, God, no, you got to know what you know. So let's quiz it out. Little do you know that the quiz is all about him. This class has literally become Gilderoy Lockhart 101. Screw yeah. Defense Against the Dark Hearts. This is how well do you know Gilderoy Lockhart? And the can only you, person who knows him well is Hermione. Can you imagine if he would have remained the teacher for the rest of the time there? Like, how just inept they would be at everything well there's only they only, for they only ever had one good teacher really i guess two yes but they would have had gilroy lockhart 101 102 103 <laughs> <laughs> well we don't know it yet but there's no way that he can stay the uh yeah the teacher we'll we'll get into that another day but then that way later yeah much later so but um, can you imagine if he did like how just like i would love useless. that class <laughs> that would be my that would be my best class my best subject you're an idiot um just go there and laugh at him. But then he talks up how dangerous the class is going to be. He's like, just don't worry. As long as I'm here, no danger is going to become of you. Everyone's on the edge of their seats, though, because he has this cage. It's, it's going crazy. And people are like, oh, my God, what's it's in there? It's covered and things are just like rattling this cage. And the way he's talking, he's like, I'm here to teach you how to protect yourself from the dangers. And, you know, so here people are like, oh, my God, let's like, go. And he's they're in their head, they, they at least have read these books kind of. They may and not he, know and his favorite color. And why would Dumbledore hire someone who doesn't know what they're yeah. talking about? So they're thinking, oh my god, this guy's fought werewolves and banshees and vampires. And like, what does this guy have in this cage? Like, it's going to be something scary. And he brings out Cornish Pixies. Which, 
apparently aren't that big of a deal because Seamus Finnegan starts laughing. And he's like... They sound more like a household pest than anything. Like the trolls. Yeah. Or the gnomes. Yes. The, yeah. Like just start, gnomes. Yeah. They're just kind of like mosquitoes, you know? Yeah, mosquitoes, yes. Mosquitoes. This is kind of like mosquitoes. Like, you know, yeah, they They're, suck. It's like a household pet. I feel like they probably have, like, you know, sprays that you use on them or something. Yeah. And he tries... So he lets them out and, and it's chaos because obviously there's a bunch of them. And he tries to round them up after after the kids can't round them up. And it doesn't work. And his wand gets stolen and thrown out the window by a pixie. At that point, you should know that this guy's a fraud. Yes. Um, because he can... Can you imagine... You can't... You can't clear some pixies out, but you beat a banshee and a werewolf and yeah. a vampire and a all the other books that he has. Well, the fun thing is that he le- he's like he Holidays tells the, with he, tags or- he tells our trio, "Oh, you got this. Bye," and then leaves. Yep, just locks them in the door. And the whole <laughs> time, though, you know, Ron and 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 Harry are like, okay, like this guy's a a, 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 a sham. He's fake. He's He's not real, and Hermione's like, it's okay. I mean, look at his books, blah, blah, blah. He's just giving us hands-on experience. And Ron says it perfect. What he says, he has done. Yes, what he says he's done. And with that, we're at the end of the chapter. Um, Again, I want to personally apologize for being sick and not getting uh, an episode up last week. But you guys get two episodes this week, which is always good that we're always... (laughs) So, I mean, if you listen to last week's, you get to listen to this week's. Um, I mean, you know, you get two in a a week. Um, We will be as good about that. You know what? What we'll try to do is make sure we're really good now that Alicia has the social media and stuff. We'll try to be better about letting you know if there's going to be a a break in the the posting. Um, So you're not looking for something that's out there. Honestly, this last week was kind of busy. Well, you started a new job. You moved... I got sick. I, I was a out of town. Again, guys, like, yes. I'm, I'm, I've had since, enough. Since, okay, since we started this <laughs> podcast, at least just had three jobs. <laughs> this last one was not my fault. I got hired at this place, and two weeks into training, they told me they lost their contract with the facility, so I had to find a new job again. I also just moved into a new apartment, so yes, the last couple weeks have been crazy. We closed out our account. I did make it to the end of this contract with this place. I don't know how because it was crazy, but closed out their account yesterday and i'm starting my new job on monday and hopefully this one doesn't have this happen because it was not a good experience i'm what i'm i'm just saying that like in the course of i already know however many months we've been doing this podcast we've already got we've got through one book yep and starting the next one and you've had three jobs yep that's not a very good look, but you know we're not going to. That's gonna, pretty we're not bad. You. First, I didn't get fired from the first one either. The second one really just screwed everything up. They offered me so much money, and I couldn't say no. And then two weeks in the training, they were like, "Never mind." Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Never mind. You can go work in an adult jail if you want to. Nope. Yeah, no, no thanks. <laughs> but so, yeah, it's I'm been a busy still, couple weeks. I'm still doing the same thing I always do. I'm just getting into my busy season now. Well, I mean, there was my busy travel season let's there's mm-hmm. like there's like a, a three to four week break where i where i don't do as much music and i don't travel but now it's like i don't do any music and all i do is travel so but the good thing is the way we have it set up is i travel on friday through monday and we record on thursdays and my work schedule now is going to be regular my last this job that i just left was uh insanity because everyone wanted to call out and if someone called out i just had to be there 
now it'll be back to 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. So we will have a regular recording schedule. Now, also, can I also say that we did very good this one and we didn't veer off too far and go off into like a 45 minute tangent that has absolutely <laughs> positively nothing to do with the books. It's really hard, though. I think, though. Oh, the lights are turning off. I think, though, that people like our little <laughs> rants and tangents. <laughs> Makes it interesting. Well, the lights are literally turning off. On if us. you if you like our rants and tangents, can you turn back on the lights? <laughs> okay, Google. Turn the lights to 100%. Okay, setting four lights brightness to 100%. Thanks. Uh, Peter, I hope you're enjoying your Google Home Mini because I sure am enjoying mine. See how much brighter it got? Yeah, it always does that to us. Yeah. It's just because I have the sensors in there turn the lights off. You know, I'm trying to save the world here, okay? Me too. So, but thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I'm Jonathan. I'm Alicia. And this is the Portkey Cast. <laughs>